You are listening to It's Time with Margie Florent. Join Margie as she inspires, teaches, and encourages you to develop your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ through prayer. One of the assignments the Holy Spirit has given us at the River Ministries is to teach the world how to pray. Now, that may seem like a pretty big vision, but what I have learned mostly from my son is that through the internet, podcasts, and radio, we have the opportunity to get our message out to the nations. This particular series called The Art of Intercession speaks of only one kind of prayer spoken of in the Word of God. I would encourage you to take your time and listen to each teaching one after the other so you receive a full understanding of what God teaches us about this particular kind of prayer. Before we go into the teaching, let me leave you with one of my favorite quotes by E.M. Bounds. God shapes the world through prayer. The more prayer there is in the world, the better the world will be. So let's continue our teaching on watching and praying. So how does the watchman pray? The watchman asks, man is God's avenue into the world, therefore it is necessary to ask. Ruth Bell Graham once said, God has decreed to ask in response to prayer. Ask, he commands us, and Satan trembles for fear that we will. When we ask of God, God responds, and he gives us the petitions that we desire of him. Why do we have to ask? 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4 says that Satan is the God of this present age, and he has blinded the minds of those that believe not. So Satan is the God of this world, but through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, he has given the authority back to the church. The Bible says in the book of James that we have not because we ask not. So if we want to accomplish something or get, or get in agreement with God's vision, we've got to ask of God because Satan is legally here. Isaiah 44, 3, I love this. Here's a promise. Here's a vision. Um, I will pour water on those that are thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. That's God's vision. That's his purpose. That's his desire. That's what he wants to do. But then it goes on to say in Zechariah 10:1, ask for the rain in the time of the latter rain. Matthew 7, 7 and 8 says, ask and it shall be given you. So we have to ask. What else? How else does the watchman pray? The watchman Put God in remembrance of his word. Remember, as a watchman, you're an intercessor. You plead the case before the throne room of God, and the law that we use is the word of God. We don't pray our own will. We don't pray our own desire. We find out what God desires. We pray, find out his will, and what we do is we pray the will of God, which is the word of God. Isaiah 43, 26 says, Put me in remembrance, let us contend together, state your cause that you may be acquitted. Isaiah 55, 11 says, so shall my word. The word of God is so powerful on so many levels, especially when it comes to prayer. 
He said, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. So when you pray the word, the word of God goes up before the throne room of God, the throne of grace in the courts of heaven, and God stands up on his throne and he responds to his word. God and his word are one. Jeremiah 1.12 says, I will hasten my word to perform it. So when you get into agreement with God's word and you speak his word in prayer, God said, I'm going to respond to my word and I'm going to hasten my word to perform it. The word of God is a spiritual weapon. It's a weapon against the enemy. When you speak the word of God, the enemy must flee. How did Jesus overcome the devil in the temptation? He kept saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. The word of God is an incorruptible seed, and it has the power to put the enemy to flight. Not only that, but the word of God, God hears his word, and he responds to his own word. Okay? Psalms 107, verse 20. How do the watchmen pray? We pray the word. He sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from destruction. Job 22, 28 says, You will decree a thing, and it shall be established. Really, Margie? I will decree a thing, and it will be established? I've only been born again six months or a year. You know, and maybe someone that's listening has only been born again three months. You mean I can decree a thing, and it will be established? Yes, you can decree a thing and it will be established because it's not your thing, not your word, it's God's word. And no matter where you are at in your spiritual maturity, God will perform his word when you pray his word. So you can speak the word, you can declare a thing, you can decree a thing in the place of prayer and God will respond to his word. Faithful is he who's called you. Faithful is he who has promised. And he will make, he will back up his own word. Okay? Now, the watchmen are relentless. This is how they pray. And they, this is relentless. And I have a lot of friends I'm connected with and associated with that are relentless, just like I'm relentless. We refuse to give up. We refuse to quit. We have thoughts of discouragement or fear or despair come in our minds, but we don't give place to the devil. The Bible says neither give place to the devil. Remember, the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God or the word of God. So when those thoughts come at your mind and pierce your mind, use the weapons of your warfare, which is the word of God, and speak to the enemy and command him to leave your mind in the name of Jesus. I call that spiritual warfare. He is especially attacking in the day and in the hour that we are in today, watchmen, intercessors, prophetic people who have made a decision, they're going to follow Jesus all the way. He, why does he, how does he fight us? A lot, of, a lot of what I hear him saying is I hear him, the devil, trying to get us discouraged, trying to get us off the wall, trying to get us moved by what we see. But I'll tell you what, you've got to be relentless. 
This scripture concerning the watchman in Isaiah 62 said they, they, they didn't even hold their peace day or night. They kept making mention of the Lord. They kept not silent until what? Till he established and made, in this case, Jerusalem a praise in the earth. So that's just a really good reminder for those of you that have had a lot of warfare in your mind. Okay, how do the watchmen pray? The watchman gets in agreement with God's vision for revival. It seems like that's the theme of this teaching. Gets in agreement with God's vision for revival and therefore covets or desires the power gifts to be in manifestation. Now, what exactly are the power gifts? There's, there's three um, there's three categories of the gifts of the Spirit that the Bible speaks of in the book of Corinthians. There's the gifts that say something, which is tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy. There's the gifts that reveal something, which is the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. And then there's the gift that gifts that do something. What are the gifts that do something? We call them the power gifts. Now, we're separating them to teach upon them, but they seldom operate alone. Let me just say that. That's a whole other class. But the power gifts are the gifts of healings, the working of miracles, and the gift of faith. What I hear the Holy Spirit saying to us as, as intercessors, as watchmen, I hear him saying that it's time for us to begin to covet earnestly that the power gifts be in manifestation. Remember, it's according to your earnest expectation, hope, and desire. It's time for us to begin to stir ourselves up, and it's time for us to desire that these gifts be in manifestation. We've had the prophetic move. We understand how to operate in the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. We understand prophecy. We understand tongues, interpretation. But we have not yet seen the power gifts in manifestation like I believe God wants to do in these last days. I believe he wants to demonstrate himself, and these gifts are the gifts that he desires to pour out in these last days. Well, you may say, well, why do we, why do we need miracles? Why do we need the working of miracles? Why do we need the gifts of faith? Why do we need gifts of healings? Because, my friends, listen. Again, we go back to the Bible. Many believed on Jesus because of the miracles. So miracles are signs that point people to Jesus, that he is alive forevermore, that he is not dead, that he has risen from the dead, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's alive, and he is still in the healing business today. It shows the world and all the other people that worship all these other gods that our God reigns, that we don't serve an unknown God. We serve a Jesus Christ who is alive. When that man was at the, um, at the gate called Beautiful, and he was expecting to receive something from the apostles. What did the apostles say to him? Peter and John, they said, silver and gold have I none. I don't have anything in the natural to give you, but such as I have, give I thee. And they said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Now, this man was crippled from his mother's womb. And through the power gifts, his ankle bones received strength. And he began walking and leaping and praising God. And because of that miracle, 
there was the Bible says indeed that notable miracle went forth it caused a stir in the city and it caused people to focus their attention on Jesus and that's what miracles do when the Holy Spirit was sent into the earth, or is sent, was sent in the beginning, but is still here. When he was sent into the earth, Jesus said, he will testify of me. He will take the things of mine and he will show it unto you. He will, a scripture says, he will glorify me. So when these miracles are in manifestation, it brings honor and glory to Jesus it points people to Jesus, who is the key figure in all of God's plan. It points people to the only one that is able to save them from their sin and save them from eternal damnation. It causes people to want to know him and believe in him. So we must begin to ask God for the power gifts to be in manifestation. We're going to go on a little side journey here. 1 Corinthians 12.1. This, 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 this whole book was written to the entire church, not just one person. He said to the entire church at Corinth, he said in verse, uh, he said, he says, but earnestly covet the best gifts. That word covet is the word zealous, eager, rivalry, strong passion, or desire for a thing. He was saying, I, I desire that you I, did, I want you to covet earnestly that these gifts would be in, in, in manifestation. In, in other words, desire them. You know, we're not desiring these things for ourselves. We're not that stupid, you know. We're desiring these things so that Jesus Christ can be glorified and all these other gods that are proclaiming that they're gods, you know, be put to naught. We're desiring these gifts to be in manifestation so that uh, – uh, that. Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's rod, so to speak, gets swallowed up by the rod of Moses. Do you know what that was in, 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 the, in, the, in the ministry of Moses? You know, when that rod swallowed up Pharaoh's rod, that was a working of miracles in manifestation. You know, sometimes we look at the scriptures and we go, okay, Moses' rod swallowed up Pharaoh's rod. But I just want you to understand that that was the power gifts in manifestation. That was a gift of the Holy Spirit in manifestation. Are you listening? The Holy Spirit was upon the prophets, priests, and kings for service. He was never within them, but he would demonstrate himself through these men and women of God. So when Pharaoh's rod was swallowed up by Moses' rod, that was a working of miracles. That was a gift of faith and working of miracles was in manifestation, and Moses had nothing to do with it except to just be obedient. Are you listening? That's the power gifts. We need to covet those things. This when concludes I, uh, my teaching for today. For more information or resources, visit our website at margieflorent.org.